another episode of the Fly and the Wall Show. Man, I'm so happy you made it this far. I would never let fear hold me back ever again. And I got a special guest. This is about to be an amazing conversation. I got the legendary power move maker and shaker. This is about to be an amazing conversation, man. I swear I hear it all like a fly on the wall. But truly, I'm not small. I'm the flyest of all. And this a meeting ground for the blessing profound. The hottest talk show around. You better turn up your sound. Because if you want to be great, you got to learn from the greats. Analyze what they say and avoid their mistakes. If you got what it takes, just give me a call. I'm here to hear it all. It's the Fly on the Wall show. What's up? How you doing, brother? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm blessed, bro. I'm blessed. Thank you for asking, man. I like the black background, the black wall. Thank you, thank you. And the uh, the attire, the PBM shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even tell. Oh, there it is. My bad. Yeah. How's your day been? Day was pretty good, bro. What about yourself? Uh, pretty good. Just got home from practice. Now I'm just going to start winding down a little bit, knocking out some work, and then uh, probably watch some TV. Okay, okay. Well, thank you for making some time for me today in the Fly on the Wash. I really appreciate it, bro. No problem, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, bro, for the people that don't know who you are, bro, can you tell the people who you are and what you do? Okay, so for everyone that doesn't know me, my name is Nala Suave. I own a tax office, vending machine company. Uh, I trade crypto regularly, have a YouTube channel, and I do a whole bunch of other things. But those are like the main things that I focus on, and that brings in the most, uh, the most money. Shout <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> shout to Jesse, shout to Jesse, shout to Jesse. All right, wait, hold on. So is knowledge... Suave or is it suave? Is it like it depends on who's saying it. Honestly, okay, it's okay. it's suave. But anytime suave. like uh other people say, it, I just say just say suave because I hate when people mispronounce it. So wow, the whole fine. time I was saying suave, so it's suave. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine though. That's fine. I don't mind. All right. And so for the people that don't know, your real name is actually Knowledge. Yeah, it is. All right, man. So like, have you ever got like you know like you know like comments like why your name Knowledge? Da, 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 da. Yes, a lot, especially in the professional world. I get it a lot. And uh, sometimes people think I'm trying to scam them or something. I don't know because my name, uh, I have no idea why my mom decided to name me that. But, hey, it is what it is. But I do get a lot of comments on it regularly. That's good. I feel like it's a good conversation started, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely, man. And so for the people that don't know, bro, where are you from? I am from, yeah. uh, I'm from the middle. I'm from Dubai, UAE. I went over there to do school, and then I moved over to the United States to uh, to start college at Florida Atlantic University. Okay, okay. And so, brother, you are something that you know most people call a serial entrepreneur. For the people that don't know exactly what a serial entrepreneur is, can you kind of break it down for them? A serial entrepreneur basically is just an entrepreneur that owns many businesses and. Uh, usually how they start their business is by using your own money to start up those businesses. A lot of times we don't get funding from other places. It's just the money that we've saved or we've um, it just gotten over time. Absolutely. And so how did you actually get into entre entrepreneurship? Was it something that, you know, you just kind of made your way into or did you, was it something that you were doing since you were young? I've been doing entrepreneurship for my entire life. So yeah. honestly, I always thought that I was doing it since I was about 10. And uh, I was talking to my mom recently, and she was actually saying it was before that. But the first thing that I can remember uh, was two things. Uh, when I used to live in Georgia, I did have this, uh, well, I had it. I was a candy man. You know, in some hoods, you had like the candy man. And absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, so I was a candy man. I used to go to Sam's Club, get a whole bunch of candy, and then I used to sell it on the bus. And then as I got to middle school, I kept doing that. 
Um, what I used to do is just get the candy from like the dollar store. I'd have the older kids get it from the dollar store. And then um, while the bus was driving and dropping kids off, I would go underneath the seats on my back and slide throughout the seats and just ask kids what they wanted, gave them money. I slide to the next seat, gave them the money, slide to the next seat. Yeah. And um, the bus actually stopped one day and uh, it cut me because I slid down and then like around, along the right side of my body, just kind of like a scar. So I call that like my entrepreneur scar. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing, bro. So entrepreneurship started selling off selling candy. Mm. So what was the next thing that you started doing as far as entrepreneurship? Um, your microphone is going out a little. So the the next thing after that would probably be. So I did the candy for a while. By the way, can you hear me better now? Yeah, I can hear you better. You're good. Okay. So after that, I did, I think it was this organization called, I'm not sure what order, but I think it was this thing that I had called Boredom Fighters. Um, so basically what it was, was a whole bunch of different influencers um, before influencers was a thing. So back when I was in the Middle East, um, I had a lot of free time on my hands and it was extremely hot outside and I was going to school online. So a lot of the times I was inside of the house and I didn't have anything to do. So that led me to do internet comedy. So for a while I was an internet comedian. And as I was doing that, I started to get like a good fan base on a platform called You Now. And then from that, they told me that I should start a YouTube channel. Wait, what's so that, that called? You Now? Yeah, it's called You Now. Is that so, like similar to YouTube? It's it's similar to like Instagram Live. That's like the closest thing I can compare. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, I used to do comedy on there and then they told me to get a YouTube channel. So after I started building like my second YouTube channel, um, what I did was reached out to other influencers, people in the gaming space, people in um people that are doing pranks, people that were doing reaction videos. And then I kinda got us all into one group. And at that time it was called the Boredom Fighters. And that was kinda Boredom like the second, yeah, that was the second business after that. So then I wanted to, I created a a website and I posted all our videos and stuff on that website. And then I used to run ads through that website when people watch our videos. So that's kinda like that was the second thing that I could how, think of. How old were you at that time? Uh how old was I? This was like in high school, or this, this was, was early high school. Early high school, okay. Yeah, so probably before. like sophomore year, because I was in Chicago, and then I just moved to the Middle East. So yeah, it was probably like ninth to tenth grade, something. So like you that. went from the Middle East to Georgia to Chicago, then. Oh no, nah, it's much more complicated than that. Um, the easiest I could say is before I was in the Middle East, I was in Chicago. Okay, Chi-Town, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. You pretty much brought these different influencers together to create like a big group called the Boredom Fighters. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of say that you were always you always had a knack for bringing people together. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. What What did you think? I mean, like in your opinion, like what was the purpose of bringing these different people together to create one entity? I mean, when I did it, there was no purpose. It was just something that I enjoyed doing. So I never went into entrepreneurship with the intent of being an entrepreneur. It was just something that I always did. And I think it was something that just came to me naturally. Because when I look at my family, I'm not like, people look and sometimes they're impressed and like, oh, he's an entrepreneur, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I'm just like the fifth generation entrepreneur. It's not something that's new to me. I've, I've seen it growing up and it's just something that I do. Environment is important. What you see, you kind of emulate. Yeah, definitely. It's extremely important. Absolutely. We're going to talk about that a little bit, man. So mm -hmm. you, you had a knack for bringing people together. So you enter FAU college, right? You started mm -hmm. something called Man Look. Can you talk about that a little bit? 
So the thing is, before I came to America, um, while I was overseas and I was and I started the group Border Fighters, I had that going for some time. So I had man look planned from when I, I I lived in Dubai. So I said when I come to America, I was gonna actually start the group back up because I wanted to have comedians together and people that like to make videos and do different things. So when I got to America, um, freshman year of college, I was just chilling with my friends, and then as soon as sophomore year came. Uh, there was different groups of us. Like we had our different cliques. We all came together, and then from there, uh, we basically created it. And then shout out to Zay for making the name. And Jesse, <laughs> Zay and Jesse. Shout out to Zay. Oh yeah, don't, don't leave nobody out. Shout out to Zay. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to brother Jesse. So you started Man Look, and then you you started tapping into all kind of different things. So you started throwing these different events. You you even had you know other ventures as well outside of campus. You want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, outside of campus, okay, so another thing I was doing before I came to America as well, I was uh, developing websites. So when I came to college, uh, aside from Malik, I was still making websites. Yeah. I was doing photography and I was doing videography. So okay. when we had the organization Malik, it was split into two parts. We had the, the comedy side, like the social media side, and then we also had the business. So we had someone that did flyers, Halston, we had someone that did photography, videography, and so on and so forth. So um, when we weren't making videos, on the flip side, that's what we were doing on the business end. I was still knocking out websites for clients. And to this day, I'll still take on the client every now and then and make a website for them. Absolutely. So how important is it to have a, so pretty much Manlet was like a big team, right? And so yeah. as an entrepreneur, it's kind of important to have a team. You know, nobody can do it all by themselves. It's kind of hard. How important do you think it is to have like a dedicated team as an entrepreneur? Um, it's extremely important. It's important having a dedicated team and a team that's all on the same page because I think that's a that's another thing where you can that will slow you down too. So if everybody has their own individual uh, future goals, you guys are all going to be on different pages. So if you can get people that are all on the exact same page and you have a common goal, it'll be so much easier to get to your goal faster. You'll cut the time in like in half. Absolutely, absolutely, man. And so. You know, you're able to meet all these different people in college. Um, are you gonna Are you gonna send your kids to college? Do you recommend college for your kids? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if they want to go to college, okay. What's the pros and cons? Do you think if somebody's like, "Yo, knowledge," like, what's the pros and cons for college? Like, what would you say to them? The people you meet. Because if it wasn't for college, I want to meet some of my closest friends. Absolutely. Um, and if it wasn't for college, I wouldn't have met people that introduced me to other people that I became close with in the business world. Yes, but other than that, if it's strictly for education, um, I I wouldn't say I would send them to college for education. I would, I would send them there so they could work on their networking skills and they would learn how to like adapt and work with people from different communities how instead of that? being around black people all the time. Exactly. It's not bad, but you know. You gotta, it's not bad, but you yeah. know, definitely diversity is very important, especially as yeah. an entrepreneur, depending on what you want to do as well. Mm. So you talked about, you know, you know, sending your kids to college or whatever, you know, encouraging them, you know, for the networking aspects of college. How important is networking in your opinion for what you do in life? Oh, my gosh. Networking is huge because you can meet one per you can meet one person and that one person gets you $50,000 in the next two days. It's extremely important. That's why I always say like, it's very important who you surround yourself with as well, because Absolutely. if you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying. So just keep yourself around people that's actually going to push you to do better and who are smarter than you consistently put yourself around people that are smarter than you. If you're like, they say, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Absolutely. Have you ever been in a room? I agree with that, brother. Have you ever been in a room where you were like, 
damn, like, I, why am I here? But it's just like, it was a good feeling. Like, you were like, everybody is like smarter than you. Everybody is well ahead of oh, you. Oh, yeah. Can you talk about a time that you felt like that? Oh, yeah. I'm in that right now. And it took me till last year, last year, the mid last year to the end of last year to now. That's when I really started getting put in bigger and bigger groups. And now I'm surrounded with people that are all older than me. I think the the youngest person is 31. And then the youngest person to him is like 46. So everybody's always like way older than me now. And they always know stuff that I don't know. And the reason I got added to those certain chats is because I'm bringing in new money. They have old money and old information, but I'm coming in with the angle now. Now I can speak about things in the social media realm and how to market their business and how to do Facebook ads and Google ads and crypto and teach them things that they don't know. So that's where you have to be an asset to them in order to even be in those spaces. But then once you're in those spaces, soak up as much game as you can, be quiet, absorb what you need to absorb and just take notes, man. Just because there's so much to learn. Absolutely. And it takes a while to learn it. So that's why you can't really, like, be around people if they're going to distract you a lot of times, depending on where you're trying to be in life. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So you talked about, you know, you know, new money and being able to provide value through, like, social media, Facebook ads and stuff like that. Can you talk a little bit about, like, what that means for you, like, in your own words, like, new money? Like, what are some of the things that you do currently that, you know, some of them that they don't understand? The biggest thing would be marketing marketing and growing their business and platforms so i have like a lot of colleagues with like tax offices for example and they don't really know how to market it outside of word of mouth because word of mouth is something that's huge shout out to uh mobile tax pros in here too but uh word of mouth marketing is huge but once you get on and they can attest to this once you have facebook ads and google ads it's a completely different story because now without yeah without having to actually speak to people and have them refer you to somebody else and have them refer you to somebody else now you could just run an ad, put a couple hundred dollars behind it a day, make a nice little uh, Photoshop flyer, and then just push it out there. Yes. And now you can scale a lot faster that way. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Ads will change the game. Me and Nat was actually just, you know, doing some retargeting ads today, you know, practicing doing that. So I didn't know you, I didn't know you specialized in ads, bro. I definitely hit you up for your services then. Yeah, Google, Facebook ads. Uh, I was really good at Facebook ads because I had a dropshipping store when I used to sell this yeah, something. I did uh, I sold women athletic clothing and that was doing great and then I stopped that and then shifted to something else so now I'm doing more Google ads but I'm gonna jump right back into Facebook because that's what the money is okay okay what, what made you what made you stop doing the, the drop shipping so for me um the biggest things I look for is how can I make as much money as possible doing as little work as possible okay. and even though I was making a lot of money from the um the dropshipping store i was doing a lot of work because i never got to the point where i automated it okay. and maybe i could have probably stuck to it but i was like yo i'm doing way too much work <laughs> to uh get this money uh and there's a lot easier ways to do it than to like set up your store go to Obrillo, go to some aliexpress putting on there then you got to go to facebook pay the influencers like there's easier ways to make money so Absolutely. there's no reason for me to keep doing that well, we, we know that you know a lot of different ways to make money. I'm going to try to get through some of them. It's, it's a lot of different things that you do. Uh, let's talk about the vending machines that you were doing. Mm -hmm. We'll talk a little bit about that. How did you get into vending machines? Vending machines. Uh, so after I realized that, okay, so this is another thing that I did with the money from my, um, the store was called Transformer to okay. transform their bodies into something, whatever they want it to be. But anyways, after I was doing the online uh, dropshipping store, I used a lot of that money. And I bought like 
I bought 10 vending machines. Oh, this is something I talked to you about back when I was about to do it. I used yeah, that yeah. one. I, about I, remember, 10. I remember before you started, and then I yeah. just pop up like, oh, shit. You did. Yeah. So what I do is I create a business, and by the time people hear about it, I've already, like, had a lot of things set in place. So that way, if people have any negative energy, um, you're, you're already moving. So yeah, I don't tell people can't, until can't it's like, discourage you. can't discourage you, can't send any negative energy out there. Um, I'm really really big about that but yeah so i used the money from the drop shipping store and i was like okay what's another way that i can get passive income doing less work and i was like okay um when i went on youtube one of the things that they said was vending machines so i'm like all right i'm gonna try out vending machines so then i bought 10 which was a lot to try out something but that's what i did <laughs> and then um when i actually went to the vending world i actually got burned the guy actually stole about three to five i don't remember three to five vending machines from me but anyways uh, from there, that was another way that I started making passive income a lot easier. So instead of working every day on the the virtual dropshipping store, now I'm working two times a month, and that's paying everything. Wow. And so are you the one physically, you know, taking care of the different routes, or do you have a team that does I have it for you? You have a team that does it for you. So would you recommend, you know, different entrepreneurs? Is that something that you would recommend them get into? Vending machine? Yes. It depends on what your goal is. So okay. I can't, if you're just trying to get some money and work as little, and, and you still, and you don't mind going, sorry about that, my mom called. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Tell us, hey. Yeah, so, yeah, she probably gonna call me like six more times because I ended the call. But anyways, <laughs> uh, if, you, if you wanted to get into the vending business and you don't mind going out to the locations, that's fine. Then it's a great business to get into. You just have to find a Told you, I already know her. Give me one moment, hold on. Of course, of course. For everybody that's tuning in, man, I got the I got the cash flow coach king in the house right now, Mr. Nala Suave, man. One of the greatest serial entrepreneurs I know. This man got so many businesses, man. He definitely knows how to make money. You bet? Okay, yeah. Well, Are you good? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I hope you say problem, man. Oh, we were talking about the vending machines, um, if you were recommending it to different people or not. Yeah, so if you if you don't mind going out to locations and um actually finding a location and possibly moving the machine if things go south, then definitely it's something for you. But like I said, my yeah. biggest thing is making as much money as possible doing as little work as possible. And another thing that I added yeah. to that mm -hmm, another thing I added to that is I want to work from the neck up. So I want to be able to go to South America or go to the Middle East for a month and not worry have to uh, worry about checking the vending machine or worrying about people stealing the money. I just want to be able to do everything I need to do from my laptop or my phone. So that's another reason why I can't find more businesses. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And for the people that actually do, I think you offer like a like a like a program where you teach people how to get their own vending machines and stuff like that. Yeah, so if they go to the link in my bar, I do have a, a shameless plug ebook in there that you get, and it teaches you everything you need to know. Um, so yeah, you can check that out. If you have any questions, you guys could DM me as well, and I'll just walk you through some stuff. Sure. All right, man. Let me let me get a code so that after the end of this, I could promote that for you, man. I got you. Absolutely, absolutely, man. And so wow, so we we're talking about the vending machines now, and now you know you tapped into something called investing. You want to talk a little bit about how you got into actually investing in the cryptocurrency in the stock market? Uh, I've been investing for a while, man. I've probably been investing since, I don't know, probably about four years now. Uh, I think the person that actually got me to download, when I first started, I think it was with 
Robin. Actually, no, it was with, I think, Vanguard. But then the person that got me to get Robin Hood was actually Travis. Trap, the trap, bro. <laughs> Travis got everybody to download Cash App, bro. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, Cash App and Robin Hood, too. So then after, I, uh, he was always talking Robin, about Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. This is when uh, Square Cash just came out. He was yep, talking yep. about it a lot and like, yeah, this is when, you know, you were pushing it out to everybody. That, that was the hustle, bro. Like, oh, you know, yeah. Referring everything like that. But I, I should, bro, I really wish I would have really got into it around that time, bro. I would have been so much further off, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was talking about that. He was like, look, he thinks this app is going to blow up even more. So yeah. when he was saying that, like, one thing I've realized about Travis, and this is why I say you have to know your friends, he's really good at calling things, especially in the financial realm, early. Like he's, he's always, a finance genius, bro. Oh yeah, he's he's really good at that, finding things before they hit. So yeah. after he said that, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna jump onto this cash app. So then I got in cash up around like 14, 14 or sixteen dollars, something like that. And that was probably like the first real, real investment that I made when it came to like investing. Nice, nice. And so as far as, you know, your experience with investing started, you know, growing, like what were some of the things that you started to do to increase your knowledge within that? Well, I studied a lot. So when I when I take on new businesses or I take on new side ventures, I dive in there like completely to the point where like it looks insane. So I I, I just studied a lot of YouTube videos and then I always talk, talk about the room real quick. The room, yeah, like if you look in here right now, I always have papers, different sources of income, um, sales tactics, uh, money, credit, everything's always around me. Like I, the way my mind works is I'm very scatterbrained and focused. So I have to be able to see it or I forget it. And that's why I like write everything down. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely man. And so when it, comes to, when it comes to investing, man, how do you handle like risk? Um, because I'm young, I'm a very aggressive, uh, a very aggressive trader. So now I'm okay with putting a lot in and losing a lot because I have time to to gain that money back. But as the years go on, I'm going to get a lot more uh, conservative with it. Absolutely. And so you're also doing day trading? Yeah, day trading I was doing. Um, well, day trading with stocks and day trading with crypto is two different. So day trading with crypto, I was doing that a lot and I, I kind of recently moved out of um, day trading with stocks, and then I moved into crypto just because the uh, the gains are a lot better. A with lot crypto? better. Yeah, definitely. Mm, so for like someone that's just starting off and in investing, what would you? Well, I mean, if you just started off investing, would you really recommend day trading? No, 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 dude, <laughs> definitely not. Only day trade if you have the time to like study every day or like every other day at least for about a year because you're going to lose a lot of money day trading especially because you don't know what you're doing and you don't know you know you don't know technical analysis you just don't know how it works so day trading is one of the fastest ways to lose your money I would definitely <laughs> say that. <laughs> real quick what's the difference between day trading and like normal investing and swing trading um yeah. well swing trading you buy the stock you hold it for a couple of days you sell it day trading there's different types of day trading as well. You can you can buy it and then sell it a couple minutes later, or you can buy it at the beginning of the day and then you can sell it at the end of the day. But like, if you're a new investor, I just say buy and hold. Buy something that you believe in and then just hold it for a while. Mm. Just hold it for a while. So, and for the people that don't know, for like day trading, you have to have like a certain amount of capital to even get into that, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm. What's that number? Yeah. I think it was. I'm not trying to blow the spot up or nothing. 
No, that's fine. That's twenty or twenty-five thousand if you have into your account. Or you're gonna hit, get hit what's called a uh, PDT. It's the pattern day trader rule. And then with that, you can only do it. I think it was three times a day. One of the last times I heard that. You can only trade day trade three times in a week. I think it was. I forgot it. But yeah, as long as you have like twenty or twenty-five thousand in your account, then you could day trade. Okay, okay, perfect, perfect, bro. Also, bro, I'm not sure if you know, bro, but the theme for this month for the episode for the uh, Fly on the Wall show, bro, is financial literacy, bro. So I had to bring you on here as my first guest to kind of break down financial literacy. Like in your own words, can you like define financial literacy and why it's important? Uh financial. Why it's important? I'll start right there. So basically, financial literacy for me is understanding where every every cent I have is going. So recently I heard someone say, if you want to be a millionaire, track every dollar. If you want to be a billionaire, track every penny. And I've never heard that, that, uh, yeah, track every penny. I've never heard that before, but it's just understanding where your money is going, how to flip your money correctly, how to save correctly, and just understanding finances. Because if you can't understand your personal finances, you're not going to automatically wake up one day and be good at your business's finances. Thank you, bro. Thank you for breaking that down, man. And um, as far as financial literacy goes, bro, I feel like you're one of the experts, man. Can you talk about, like, what are some of the services that you provide under the, no the Knowledge Solve Way Enterprise brand? So I do have a tax uh, tax office with my partner, Dylan. He's not on here, but we do tax code and finances, the entire name of it. So we do credit repair, which is big when you're trying to gain, mm. just get more money. Credit repair, and then we also sell uh, health and life insurance. But with credit, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, so with credit, like that's if you don't have any money, that's the easiest way to get more money. Because um, another thing that you'll always hear amongst other entrepreneurs is you'll borrow a million dollars faster than you can ever gain it. And there's a reason they say it because you can always borrow a million dollars faster. If you don't have any money, as long as your credit's together, you save your money, you buy a couple of trade lines, uh, boost your credit up. And once you have those trade lines on it, now you're able to uh, get a credit card with like five, ten thousand on it. You take that five or ten thousand, use that to buy an asset that's going to pay you back, just pay money back to yourself and pay money to pay back the credit card each month. So let's say I had a credit card with $10,000 on it. Yeah. Um, if I was really risky and wouldn't mind my credit utilization going up, I would take $5,000 and then buy some vending machines with it. When I buy the vending machines, use it to pay my uh, monthly balance and then use the rest of that money to do whatever I need to. So wow. pay down the credit card or use that money and get some more vending machines. But credit with it, you, you can move so much easier. And you're risking somebody else's money. It's not even your money you're risking. Wow. Wow. So credit is very important. Credit is extremely important. Wow. And then it's very important that people learn, like, shout out to the people that are in here because y'all are going to get the game. Like, the credit, the whole credit game is changing. So you need to learn as much as you can, as fast as you can. Because before you know it, especially with crypto coming in and new money coming into the markets, Yes. Um, the more people that learn about it, the more they want to change things so it can work in their favor. And what you'll see amongst the black communities is a lot of other people, a lot of our people are getting into credit repair. And as soon as we start learning about it, they're going to change the game. So learn what you can and try to just stay on your toes. Cause when they change the game, you got to understand the new game and understand the old game. Wow. Wow. You're dropping gems right now. Facts, bro. What's so like, what's three tips that you would recommend somebody that was trying to fix their credit? Understand what's on your profile um learn how to get it removed and just know the 10 percent, 30 percent rule 10 percent. can you break that down a little bit if you have enough time yeah so if you have a thousand dollar credit card you at very very most you only want to be using 30 percent of that credit card 
But if you're even if you're even more conservative and you want to even have a better credit score, only use 10% of the money that they allow you to use on that credit card. It just helps out your credit utilization because that's one of the things that make up your credit score. I think it's 10%, 10% of your credit score. Wow, this man dropping gems right now. Facts, facts, facts. I definitely, you know, as an entrepreneur, boy, my credit takes some hits, bro, so I definitely know who to tap into. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the free things that people can do is if you go to Google and type in annual credit report, uh, what you want to do is go to annual credit report and then uh, click on that red button that says request my free credit report. Once you click on that, fill out the information and you're going to have to do this three times. So just be patient. So right. fill out that information and then you're going to see Equifax, TransUnion and Experian. Don't right. click all three at the same time. Just click one, answer wow. the security questions and then print off your PDF. Save that one. Then start again. Put the information in, do TransUnion. And then do it for Equifax. And then just have all three of those in a PDF. And those are going to have your entire report, even the things that you don't know is on it. Because sometimes Credit Karma doesn't show everything. So when you pull your entire report, you can see even the hidden things on there. And sometimes you can even see, well, not sometimes, you can even see your soft inquiries. So like every time you open a Credit Karma app, what they do is a soft inquiry. And that actually goes on the credit profile too. So it doesn't affect the score, but it's still there. Wow. So wow, bro, you're very not no I'm about to say you're very knowledgeable. It's in your name, duh. But <laughs> <laughs> bro, so if I was a client of yours and I, and I was like, yo, Ashanti, Ashanti, yo, knowledge, I wanna, you know, fix my credit, I need you. Like, what's that process like? Is it like a simple process? Like what information would you need from me? So when I first when I first first learned, it's you have to do the diagnosis because people are gonna tell you what they think is on their credit score, but Right. They don't really know what's on there. You can't right. you can't go to the patient and ask the patient what's wrong with them. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta <laughs> do a yeah, you got to run a diagnosis on them. That's why I told everybody that's in here, just go to that website. Like, it's really easy, and it's free. And it tells you everything that's on your credit report. So once you download that, scroll down to hard inquiries, or depending on the credit bureau, someone's going to say hard inquiries, and someone's going to say regular inquiries. Once you go under that, you um then you're going to see what's actually hurting your credit score. And let's say you had a credit card on there from Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase, and you never got that credit card. Right. Dispute it. Mm. Dispute that credit card, and you can get it off there. But I, I can't really talk about that on here. So okay, if you guys want, go to the link in my bio. Join the link in this bio. Link in this bio. We're going to get you a code, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, nah, thank you for the free game and the bunch of gems, bro. Also, bro, you're also a philanthropist, right? I am. Oh, man. So talk about that. Like, what made you want to start, you know, tapping into the philanthropy world? What made you start, you know, start donating and giving away? Uh, two reasons. To raise awareness to financial literacy. And I'm actually working on a nonprofit now. Um, nice. If you, if you ever say, talk about it, you can. If you can't, it's okay. The only thing I'll say is the nonprofit is centered around single moms. But it's like, I just want to be able to, because as you're gaining money, you don't want to lose yourself. So I still want to keep a piece of myself and make sure I'm giving back. Because I, when I give back, it feels so much more, it feels so much better than like spending money on things. And I already don't like to spend money, so I might as well give some back. And you're, and you're empowering other people. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about, I believe you just, you just had your fifth giveaway, right? Right. So let's talk a little bit about that. I know you say you're educating people on the aspects of financial literacy. So like what type of things are you educating them on like during these giveaways? So what I first started, now I'm slowly starting to transition over to trying to put them on game about some cryptocurrency because yes. 
it's it's still it's still early right now, and people still have a chance to get on and learn things. Uh, trying to at least get them ahead of the curve because once things hit the news, it's too late, and it's yeah. not on the news as much now. So people still have time to get in and stake some of their money, put their money in in coins, and just just leave it there. You know what I'm saying? So they still have time. So I just want to teach them a little bit of cryptocurrency knowledge. But when I first started off, I was teaching about um, precious metals and uh, precious metal investing. Mm -hmm. So for the people that now, we're not trying to you know convince anybody to get specific cryptocurrencies, but for the people that only hear about like you know Bitcoin and XRP, uh, what are some of the other cryptocurrencies out there? And again, we're not telling anybody to invest in these things, but you know what are some of the other coins that's out the cryptocurrency that's out there? Uh, popular coins that are pretty stable. You have Tether and USD coin. Those are like stable coins. So if you want to take your money out of fiat and you just want to have it in crypto, but you want to have it in a stable crypto, that's what you have those coins for. Then you have uh, Ethereum, of course, which is still kind of low right now, and it's not. This is not financial advice, but you have um. Ethereum, we could put your money and just just leave it there and sit for a while, and that's gonna go up over time. You still have Bitcoin, which everybody yeah. should have invested in when it spiked back down, but now it's at what fifty thousand. It went back up what seven thousand in like three days. But um, ADA, you have Chainlink. There's so much. There's so many coins. But what I would recommend people do is not invest in a coin when they hear it on the news. At least do your research <laughs> or read what they have. Uh, what's called like the crypto white papers. Just learn about the company, see what they're planning to do, and just learn about it. It's just like a stock. Instead yeah, of so you hear it on the news, it's already too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Wow. Well, thank you for you know breaking some of that down for me, man. And so, bro, one of the questions that I like to ask all my guests on this show is their definition of success. Now, success changes as you get older where you are in life it doesn't have to be monetary. It could be physical. It could be spiritually. So what is knowledge's definition of success? Uh, success is having, well, to me, is just having enough knowledge, ironically, <laughs> to empower other people. <laughs> yeah, I hate using the word now. But well, um, so having... you can put your name in there, bro. It's, that's a good plug. That's a good business plug, to be honest, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, just having enough information to like uh, just educate people so that they could liberate themselves from having to do things that they don't enjoy doing. But what I like to, what's really success to me outside of it, uh, empowering other people is being able to be free and just wake up and do whatever I want, whenever I want, wherever I want. Like today, I just jumped in bed at like three o'clock and took a two hour nap and then I woke up and I was like, eh. And while I was sleeping, I made money. I checked the computer and I made like 50 more dollars from, from taking a nap. So just learning things like that. It's just that's, that's success amazing. to me. That's amazing, bro. That's amazing, bro. Wow, absolutely, man. I had another question that slipped my mind. Hold on, hold on. It's coming back to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where do you see yourself in three years? Not in America. I can say that for sure. I'll probably be in um probably another country building some building out some real estate or building on top of land. Enjoying my real estate. Real estate is something that you. Well, I'm not. I know. If I, if I'm asking, it means you're already in it. So like the next. One of the next six steps is like really conquering real estate. Yeah, of course, real estate in America, yes, but real estate outside of America. Outside yeah. of America. Mm. Mm. What is like? What's the pro What's the process of getting like real estate outside of America? Well, money talks. Money so, talks. Depending on where you are, you just money talks. 
Money talks, bro. Money yeah, but talks. the correct way to do it is just getting your residency in that country, probably getting a passport, and uh, just being a citizen in that country, just like you'd be a citizen in America. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, money talks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, bro, like, you know, I know we were talking about cryptocurrency a few minutes ago, bro. How, like, when do you think money, like the dollar bill, is going to be obsolete? Um, completely obsolete. Eventually, if it's gonna happen in our lifetime, I'm not sure, but I do think a lot of things are gonna move over to um different forms of currency like cryptocurrency, maybe precious metals. As of right now, everybody doesn't know exactly where it's gonna go, but that's why it's important to diversify your portfolio and have some money in everything. So have some money in the stock market if you believe in it. Have some money in cryptocurrency. Have some money in uh, in precious metals because you don't know what's gonna like blow up the most and be stable. Just di diversify. And land, and land. What do you say? So it's basically diverse, di ah, diversify. Diversify. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you familiar with, um, I forgot what it's called, but it's like digital, like digital art, like digital tokens or whatever it's called, like MP, I forgot what it's called. I was watching that. About like a uh, digital land? Not digital land, but I was watching the uh, Earn, Your, Earn Your Leisure episode with Gary mm. Vee, mm. and they were talking about like the digital art so like I think it's called like MPT. I forgot what it's called. But like little digital currency, not digital currencies, but like digital tokens. It's something to do with cryptocurrency. I'm not sure what you're talking about. I'm probably here. I probably know. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up and then I'm gonna send it to you later just to see if you if you just to see if you're familiar with it. Okay, cool. The the newest thing I'm about to learn about right now is um just for anybody else that likes mm -hmm. to like research things is digital land. I've been hearing hearing some talks about that, so I'm about to see what that's about. I think digital. they have. Digital, digital land? Mm -hmm. Like you could buy digital land and then sell it on a marketplace. So I'm not sure. Okay, you're not sure how now. that works. Yeah, but I think it's called Earth.io. So if somebody wants to check it out, let me remind myself before I forget. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, how's how's being? Um, are you still vegan? Yeah. How's that treating you? It's good, man. It's like all I ate before it was chicken, so <laughs> to stop eating it wasn't really much. Yeah. Are you raw vegan or are you just vegan? No, no. I, I'm actually vegetarian, but when people say vegan, I'm vegetarian, I just say vegetarian, vegetarian. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I just don't eat um don't eat eggs, and occasionally I have cheese, and that's what would make me vegetarian, not vegan. But if I cut out the cheese, then I'd be vegan. Yeah, bro. I'm still I still eat eggs and I still eat cheese, and that, other than that. I'm vegetarian now, so I'm definitely trying to segue into the the vegan lifestyle. But cheese, bro, I like. I mean, there's vegan cheese, but it it depends. Like, if it's acceptable <laughs> at the moment, bro. Like, nah. it's all right. like, I got good tolerance, so it's like I could. Do I'm it. not, man. Uh, I'm not a typical vegetarian. Some of that stuff is nasty. I will the, not the, lie to the, you. The vegan cheese and stuff. Some of the yeah, some of the vegan cheese is nasty. I've had like every vegan product there is, and some of it is nasty. What's your favorite? Some, what's, what's your favorite vegan products? Um, there's this one that they have at Sprouts. It's in a red container. It's like nacho vegan cheese. It tastes really good. It tastes like regular nacho cheese. Mm. It's really, really good. I think that was probably my favorite. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thanks. I've seen, I seen the eggs that you were recommending. What were those called again? The vegan eggs? Just eggs. Something like that? Mm -hmm. Definitely, man. Have you noticed like a change in like your mindset or like your body, how you feel by adapting this diet? Yeah, definitely. Especially when you eat like more fruits and vegetables. It definitely uh, rewires your brain. It kind of gives you like a sense of clarity. That's why it's important to eat fruits and vegetables, of course, and take vitamins as well. Because when you're eating all that processed food, you don't understand how slow you're moving compared to people that aren't. Yeah, absolutely, bro. 
also, you know, as we starting to wind it down, you know, I'm not gonna ask, I'm not gonna keep you too much longer. But what are some of the things that you do? You know, as an entrepreneur, bro, it gets very stressful, especially like you know, you do a lot of different things. You you deal with a lot of money, so I know it could be kind of like, you know, hard on the brain. Like, what are some of the things that you do to kind of stay grounded and to like, you know, bring yourself down the center, back to center? Um. Well, me, I love one day I want to become a polygot. So I love languages. So I'm always studying Spanish every day and I box. Like I literally have a sheet of paper in here and it has workout, it has Spanish and it has boxing. So those are kind of the things that I do to like censor myself outside of meditating. Um, naturally, I'm like a fireball. So if I don't, and, and, and I don't leave the house. So if I don't leave the house and go box, like it's very bad for me. Especially so you're a fireball? Yeah, definitely. So you get mad, you get angry? I don't get angry, I just get like not on that maybe maybe on the inside <laughs> maybe i need to go to therapy <laughs> I, say, I haven't really seen you like rrr, rrr, angry or something yeah because my anger is not like that it's not like rah rah it's just internal like ah because i'm dealing with money i'm dealing with large yeah. money yeah. so when things are moving around it gets really stressful so i just i have to go to boxing like that's my therapy oh that is th th thank you jesse thank you jesse that's what it's called nfts the digital art yeah that's what, that's what, that's what, that's what i'm that. talking about NFC. Okay, okay. Are you familiar with that right now? Nah, not at all. Okay, okay. Damn, Jesse DM, yeah, bro. That's, that's what I was talking about. Actually, I heard about it from him, but I'm not sure what it is. Bro, like, so what's that, like, iron sharpens iron, bro. So, like, what's that like having, are you, like, are, I'm not sure, are you still roommates and everything? Mm -hmm. So, like, what's that like having a room, like, a house full of people that like to get money and study? Like, how important is that? People it's good. Um, without... It's really good because you have stuff to you can bounce ideas off other people and what I'm not studying they're studying like NFTs for example I have no idea what that is but I'm yeah. pretty sure if I go out there and ask Jesse he's gonna give me a little bit of background on it but yeah he's yeah. he's somebody else like having those two that are intellectual and in in different avenues if I don't know something like if I have a question about music or things in the computer realm I can always go to uh, so and so. Or, you know what I'm saying? I, you always have something to bounce off of other people. Yeah. yeah. If you, and they keep you on your toes, too. Absolutely, bro. If you look back, like, like, what are we, in 2021? If you look back five years ago, right, could you imagine your life how it is now? I mean, if, you probably could because these are things you planned for and you wrote down. But mm -hmm. like, are you surprised about how, like, how far we come in life? Am I surprised? Am I surprised? No. But... But actually, I'm a little surprised on how fast that happened. How fast, yeah. yeah. it happened a lot faster than I thought it would happen. I thought it was going to take um, probably like a couple more years grinding out harder. I know I'm not where I want to be yet still, but where I am now is a lot faster than I got here a lot faster than I thought I would have. What do you think What do you think the reason why that is? Uh to be to be completely blunt, I don't have a regular job. So if I'm yeah. I, I can literally sit at home and I study for about 16 hours a day. I'll wake up early, go to the gym with my brother. I come back and I'm locked away studying. Studying and I'm in group chats with people that are way smarter than me, learning from them and absorbing information. A lot I'm of the leveling, up, leveling up a lot faster. So when people are going out and turning up, I'm literally studying information that's changing constantly. It's kind of funny that you throw parties, you throw the parties they turn up to, but you're... <laughs> I didn't, level <laughs> I didn't make him come. <laughs> <laughs> you got to throw like a big ass entrepreneur like party or some shit, like a big ass networking event. So you, 
those people they think they're turning up, but they're really learning financial literacy. Yeah, I mean, well, hey, one day we're gonna team up and throw a ten x. We're gonna throw a twenty x. Bro, I'm dead ass, bro. All right, yep. all right, bro. <laughs> the black Grant card. Nah, not even black Grant card. Don't the black the us. It's gonna be the us. It's funny because I had commented on one of his posts. I'm, like, I'm the black Grant Cardone, and you, he commented back, or his social media team commented back. It was pretty funny, bro. But definitely, bro, I definitely um at the beginning of this, Jesse was like, it's gonna be a legendary conversation, bro. And um, you know, it's funny, bro, because you're one of the first people that I kind of met at FAU in a sense where you know I was trying to join a specific, you know, you know, trying to change my life, and I met you. And it's funny that you know I met you through PBM, and then you know. We both joined the same, you know, business fraternity, you know, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's an interesting thing, man. Like, I feel like you're, you're, you're going in a specific direction. I'm going in a specific direction, but we're definitely going to see each other at the top, bro. And so I just want to get you on here, bro, to give you your roses, bro. To tell you that I see everything that you're doing, bro. I love you, man. I salute you, bro. You definitely inspire me. You motivate me to keep working harder and smarter. I'm definitely trying to work smart. I don't work so fucking hard, bro. I'm trying to work smart now, bro. So I see what you're Thanks. doing, bro. And I salute you, bro. You definitely inspired me, man. I just want to say, definitely, definitely know you're going to be a billionaire, bro. You definitely, you're definitely on your way to being a millionaire if you're not there already. You know what I'm saying? You definitely, you're definitely pretty close, bro. So I salute you, bro. Shout out to you, bro. And thank you for being episode 31. I'm at 31 episodes. Damn. Four months. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You've been putting in the work, bro. Definitely love you too, man. And definitely see each other at the top. Do some more collabs, especially financially. And putting them together on some investments, but yeah, Absolutely. we only do it, bro. Absolutely, bro. So I thank you again for you know sparing some time, bro, and teaching the people. You got so many gems and free games for people that want to you know book you for your services. Where can they find that? They could go to the link in my bio, and if you want to just actually talk to me one on one, you can just go ahead and jump on the schedule there. Or if you want to join the uh, the monthly chat that we have, the Cash Flow Crew, you can jump in there as well. Ask me questions and my team questions anytime throughout the day. We talk about small business development, cryptocurrency, um, trading, and uh, and credit, business and personal credit. So we're always in there. I always live up on my laptop and I just boom knocked out out the questions. And then we also have weekly Zoom calls that talk on different subjects. Absolutely, absolutely. So y'all definitely catch you got y'all gonna catch me in those groups, man. So I definitely implore you guys to check out what he has to offer he is the cash flow coach king the finance goat man so again brother thank you so much for tuning in with me bro i appreciate you no problem bro thank you absolutely bro all right everybody man that was the first episode you know of our finance financial literacy theme for this month man so if you like what you you're seeing man if you like the value man definitely check out the the, um, the replay that I'm going to post after this, man. If you like what you're seeing, man, click the link in my bio, man. Support the channel. Click my Patreon. You know what I'm saying? So we could bring you so many more 